So uh, uh, welcome everyone uh, to the Loris Women's Leadership Alliance inaugural podcast. This is Kayla Schneider, and I am a de development officer here at Loris College and the staff liaison for the Women's Leadership Alliance. Leadership Alliance, when we created it, it's a board comprised of 13 faculty, staff, and alumni. And when they wanted to create, when, they, when the board was created, they wanted to set out to have a mission. And the first thing we needed to do was have a mission statement. Uh, to engage women on the Loris College campus and alumni communities, connecting them or reconnecting them with the college with the overall goal of supporting young women who are attending Loris or who wish to attend Loris. And one way that they've wanted to set out for this mission was uh, to support students financially and professionally. And this podcast is another way for the Women's Leadership Alliance to speak to their listeners, to get their name out, and to really talk about uh, how they can continue to support, whether with their stories, the female uh, community here on campus and off campus. So, um, with that being said, uh, how they wanted to do that financially is as they sat down and they said, well, how can we do this? Well, we'd like to endow a scholarship. And so we all sat down and, and we wrote down the preferences. And, and once, once the board figured out what they wanted that scholarship to look like, they started raising funds. Um, and they started raising funds the March, March of 2017, and they were able to endow that scholarship the following spring. Um, and I'm, I'm proud of, of their hard work and their tenacity at going after those funds and, and seeking support. And we're grateful for those folks that continue to support the scholarship because we have been able to, to award our third scholarship this past fall to a, to a female student. Uh, so again, we're grateful for that support. And then professionally, uh, the board really wanted to be able to speak to a different variety of audiences, uh, alumni, faculty, staff, students, um, across the country, here on campus, you name it. So they, they wanted to do events and uh, they do two events a year. They do one in the fall, which a couple weeks ago, if you followed the Loris Women's Leadership Alliance Facebook page or even the Loris College Facebook page, you would have seen live um, Autumn Pino, 1999 graduate, uh, delivered a powerful message on servant leadership um, to uh, an audience of uh, alumni, faculty, staff, and students. And and she followed uh, previously um, Meg Baccaro, a 1998 graduate, and also Beth Mund, a 1996 graduate, who is also on the Women's Leadership Alliance Board. So uh, in sum, uh, without too many words, that's kind of what the Loris Women's Leadership Alliance does and what they continue to do and provide support to, to not only the female students here on campus, but to, uh, to the male students as well and all audiences really. Um, but uh, today we have our, uh, a board member from Seattle, Washington, uh, 1997 graduate Jennifer Skipper. And uh, we're here to uh, talk with Jennifer and hear about her journey, about how she, uh, how she went to Seattle and what she's currently doing and, and really how her Loris experience has been with her along the way. So, so Jennifer, I'll let you introduce yourself and, and kind of talk about how you got to where you are and what you do and, and then uh, 
we'll go from there. Great. Oh, great. Well, thanks for having yeah, me. Thank you. Um, I grew up in Mason City, Iowa, in northern Iowa, and I was extremely focused uh, back then on television news. I wanted to be a news producer, and I had worked at my local TV station all through high school. So when I was looking at schools, I was really looking for a place where I could get hands-on experience because I had already been doing some of the job through high school, so I wanted to continue that. And as I kept looking, um, the one thing that stood out with Loris was from the first day I got on campus, I remember um, some of you may know Craig yeah. Schaefer. He said, I'll put you to work on day one. <laughs> and um, other schools had guardrails of you can't work at the TV station until you're a junior or something like that. And so that really stood out to me that Loris had a working television station and that they want more hands, more help, come on in. And so I just felt really comfortable and empowered to go after what I wanted to do. And so I remember it took some talking into to get my parents. They weren't sure we could afford it, but of course we could because Loris has great people uh, working with you and your parents to kind of make it possible for you. And it happened. And I did not deviate. I knew what I was going to major in and I knew what I wanted to do from day one. And I will say, Craig Schaefer and Dr. Cole, Paul Cole, those two guys were absolute cheerleaders for me. And I still talk to Craig today. And the thing that I loved that I really use even today is that they really helped me find my voice to have confidence. When you're working in television, you absolutely need to be confident and be able to talk to a group of people and have them uh, follow you. You have to be a leader. And uh, from day one, that's something I really learned in the media, media studies department. And so I worked at the TV station for four years. Um, it was fabulous. And then it took me a few months to find a job after school. Television in the 90s was mm -hmm. tough. Um, but eventually I moved to Minneapolis and I worked at three TV stations there doing exactly what I said I was going to do. I was a news producer. And then I uh, moved to Portland, Oregon, and I was a news producer there at two different stations. And then I ended up in Seattle um, as a news producer at one station there. And by that time, it had been about 10 mm -hmm. years, and I was kind of feeling the grind. Sure. TV is intense. Um, I got an opportunity through my network of people I've just met through the years who were looking for a video production mm -hmm. manager at Microsoft's PR firm. And I thought, well, why not? And through my connections, I interviewed and I got the job. So I was out of news. I was working at a PR agency, super scary to kind of pivot. Mm -hmm. um, but all the technical skills that I'd learned through Loris and through my time through TV absolutely transferred That's there. Good. So Jen, I might interject here a little bit and just kind of, um, I imagine there were some challenges along the way. What were some of the biggest challenges within that? <laughs> From um, pivoting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I would say the biggest one was my own mental state, to be honest. I you kind of get so like, this is what I trained for. I'm a news producer. This is what I've sure. always wanted to do. Uh, that's what my degree is in. Can I really do this? And I had to really talk myself through, you know, 
people evolve, people change, your dreams change, your life circumstances mm -hmm. change. And so that was the first thing. The second thing is I needed to uh, learn to adapt to a corporate environment. Television stations are not a corporate environment. And um, I had to learn to um, read the tone and tenor of a room. It's not a newsroom, right? You're in a mm -hmm. boardroom instead. Um, I had to learn to pick my moments to talk. Like you have to grow a new gut instinct. And so you have to be willing to sure. listen. I call it active <laughs> listening. Um, and I wasn't great at it at first because in newsrooms, you're just kind of yelling at each other all the time because you have a deadline. Um, it's not like that there. And you have to be willing to adapt. They're not supposed to adapt to you. You need to adapt to them because you've taken a job at that company. So you have to learn to adapt there and just to make new types of colleagues and friends. Um, I was used to intensity and really loud environments and loud people. And people aren't, aren't like that in a corporate environment. And so you had to open yourself up to new experiences like sure. that. So I just had to widen my sure. lens. That's understandable. And would you say, um, when you're talking about adapting, I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking about the current Laura student right now and how actively involved that they are and how many directions they're pulled in. So would you say that your your experience at Loris was able to help you adapt more, that you were able to kind of put into action what you learned at Loris uh, to be able to adapt like that into a new role? Yeah, I think about this sometimes. That I think while you're in it, you don't realize everything you're mm -hmm. learning. Um, when you're coming to Loris, you can have kids from the really big cities and really small cities. Um, and you're learning to, especially if you live in the dorms, you're learning to adapt and meet all of these new people with all these different uh, ways of interacting, the ways of living. And you're kind of thrown into this pot together and you have to figure out how to hear each other and how to relate to each other and realize that you're not gonna be best friends with everybody. And that's okay. Um, and I think because Loris is such a tiny little community, and I mean that in the best way, um, you get to know so many different people very quickly. You're all thrown into it together versus if you went to a really large university. And I think that's one of the great advantages of Loris is that you become a very tight community and you learn from each other. And I didn't really realize that that's part of what the college experience is, is learning to adapt to new people and new environments. But I didn't get it until I left. It's super important. Living in the dorms was the greatest thing for learning to adapt to different jobs that you're going to go into. It's kind of the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Jen. So, uh, so talk a little bit. Um, now you're, uh, you're at Microsoft and you've transitioned. So talk about, uh, um, your continuing uh, continuance of having to, or continuing to have to adapt and whatnot, um, and how you use that, uh, what you learned at Loris uh, to continue to help you do that. Mm -hmm. um, so I was at Microsoft's PR agency for eight years. And one of the things that I really believe the media studies department taught us was to understand what um, our skills are. What are our superpowers? What do we do really great? And what makes us happy, right? And so I've always been acutely aware of when I'm done with something. 
Um, and so there came a time where I felt like I was done with it. I felt like I had learned everything I could learn. I felt like I had done what I came there to do. And so because of that, I was aware, okay, it might be time to look elsewhere. And it's literally through my network. Every job I've gotten since Loris, except the first one, is through my network. I've always had people who reach out to me and say, are you interested in this or that? And it's because I've kept that network. Um, and I had somebody at Amazon who was running a high volume video program and needed a production manager and reached out to me. And it felt like a good fit. It felt like, like one thing that Craig Schaefer always pushed us to was like, take a risk. Sure. Why not? Right. Give it a try. Don't be scared to take right. a risk. I feel like going to Amazon for me felt like a risk because what I do is not their main type of business, right? I'm not in retail or merchandising, et cetera. This is sort of like a niche part of the company. So for me, it just kind of felt like a risk, but I felt like, well, why not? Why not just try something that's completely different than what I imagined 20 years sure. ago? Sure. And how do you know, like, how do you know if you see something um, that you would be a good fit? So I imagine your, your mind is going through a ton of different questions and like, I imagine it was just scary for you. It, it was, I mean, I think after so many years, it's less about being scary, but more about does this mm -hmm. fit my core values and what feeds my soul a bit? And what I mean by that is the longer you're working, the more you know the environment where you're your best mm -hmm. self. And so it's really those questions that I think about. Um, one thing that I loved about Loris is I loved working at the TV station because it was just fun. We were around people who were there for the same purpose, there for the same reasons. And at school, it seems very simple. You're just having fun, but really the theme applies. I wanna be someplace where I can experiment, where I can use the skill set. So that's producing, that's working with clients, that's um, being part of the creative process, et cetera. Can I do that? Um, is it something that makes me a little fearful? And I think fear equals growth. So am I learning something new? I was put in charge of a massive multi-million dollar budget. I've never done mm -hmm. that before. So why not try that, right? All that can happen is I say, I'm in over my head. I need to try something else. Like give it a shot, believe in yourself. And so I very much am about be present. Don't look too far in the future or don't look too far in the past or else you won't do mm -hmm. anything in the present. And so I felt like I needed to listen to the universe who said, who brought this opportunity to me and just go for it. And I don't think my network of people would bring it to me if they didn't believe in me because I reflect them. Mm -hmm. This is their reputation. They're, they're counting on me. They believe in me. So why wouldn't I believe mm -hmm. in myself? So I decided, and it was good for my family. I wouldn't be, tra I traveled a lot in my previous job and I didn't have to travel in this sure. job. So I took it. And for the first three, I've been at Amazon for four years. And for the first three years, um, I was a production manager. The video program that I went to do shut down after three months. That was super scary. Um, but they liked me so much. I started managing a production studio and managing a team of photo and video producers, which is a whole new thing mm -hmm. for me. And then about four months ago, I completely changed disciplines, um, which was super scary. It's probably the scariest thing I've done and I'm no longer in production anymore. Um, but what 
I took from all my years of experience in schooling is that same theme of take a risk. Where am I be my best self? What am I really good at? And so I decided to jump over into um, the HR department and be a program manager for the employee voice program. And it's something completely different and new, but I really don't think if I hadn't started out with that solid foundation of learning to be confident in myself and have fun and take risks, I never would have sure. done it. I would have just stayed doing the same thing sure. forever. Not, not wanting to be complacent. It's kind of. Yeah, I think you can get uh, trapped in being comfortable. Mm -hmm. I think you can get trapped in um, this is easy. So, so um, what would you say? Yeah. Can you elaborate on that? Because there are so many people that might not want to take those risks, which, which I applaud you for doing that in uh, taking those risks and listening to that network and, and having that confidence. But what would you tell, you know, a less confident person, or even, you know, if we've got students that are listening to this, what would you tell them as they're uh, looking to maybe get their first job or or try to find that purpose because that's the thing, right? We work so much um, or we're at our jobs for so long. Like we want to make sure that we're there with a purpose. So what would you say to them? How could they, how can they get that confidence? Well, I think when you're coming right out of school, you focus so much on the role. I want to do, I want to be, you know, a salesperson. I want to be a producer. Like it's the role. And I think, I, I think that's great. But I think the other thing that people need to think about that's helped me through the years is what am I good at? And what I mean by that is like, I'm a good writer. I'm a good listener. I like to be around people. I don't want to work in isolation, right? So that really defines the kind of job I'm willing to take. I feel like I'm good at growing people, of, of uh, encouraging them and giving them like leadership mm -hmm. qualities. like that's not a role, that's traits in myself that I think I'm pretty good at. And I think if I had focused on that earlier, I might've done some different things. I don't regret anything I did, but I think with experience comes wisdom and knowing what you're good at and what you don't wanna do. And I think sometimes people tend to be grateful for what they get and they're scared to lose it. And I think what we need to remember is that we went to school to have that solid education, to have that confidence instilled in us. And Loris believed in us. So why not take a chance and broaden your horizons and widen your lens? But you have to be present to do that. You have to think about it. You have to be a little fearful. Try something that scares you, which means you're growing. Mm -hmm. Because if you're interested in, it highlights all your best traits. Even if you're fearful, you're probably going to be successful. And the last thing I would say that is super scary to do, but is so important, is you have to be willing to fail. Because you only learn from your failures. You only learn from mistakes. If you're great at everything, you're not really growing. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay not to be great at something. Mm -hmm. It really redefines what you want to do. It really showcases where you think you can get better or where maybe this is just not for you. And you would never know that if you didn't fail. And I think people get scared to do that. And I think it's essential. Sure. I absolutely agree with you there. And not only fail, not be afraid to fail, but 
but when you're failing, know when you need to ask for help. I imagine that yes. you leaned quite a bit on your network along the way and, and that you, you've asked for help along the way. And I think that uh, uh, a lot of people don't want to do that. So kind of, could you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's such a great point. Um, uh, one of the things that is really um, sort of a leadership principle for Amazon uh, that we look for when we hire people is people who uh, don't try to fake it and don't try to act like they know everything. We think one of the greatest strengths in a person is saying, I don't know how to do this. Can you help me? Um, because it shows you're self-aware. It shows you're humble. It shows that this isn't all about your ego. And so that is a massive trait. We ask people about, like, what do you do when you know you don't know how to do this? You know, just to see um, how they answer that. Um, you have to be self-aware. And I tell people on my team, I would rather have you tell me, I don't know how to do this and listen and learn about it than to fake it and do it wrong. And then we're set so far behind from where we started. You need to think about the team rather than just yourself when you fake it and act like you know everything that's about yeah. yourself that's what we call the sure. ego so that's a wonderful point yeah. so do you uh so do you think you found your purpose it sounds it sounds to me like you're you might uh you know you, you've got a great fit at amazon and uh just have you found your purpose I think so. I mean I I am what I like to call mid-career <laughs> I'm not near the end um and I think what I've learned through this new job, it's only been about five months, but I think my next phase is um, growing leaders, um, teaching leadership, uh, teaching, um, you know, self-awareness in leadership, which is sort of a new concept in corporate now, um, not ruling by fear, right? Mm -hmm. Like ruling like showcasing people about their strengths, not their weaknesses. And I think, I don't know what that looks like yet. I don't know what that's going to be, but I think where, what I'm good at and what I love, it makes me smile every day is really discussing how can we uh, improve the employee experience? How can we bring out the best in them and working with leadership to do that for their employees? I think that's what makes me really happy and we'll see where it goes. I don't know, but I think that's it. <laughs> I love it. Jen, uh, I too uh, uh, benefited from Craig's tutelage. Uh, I was a media studies. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, graduating in, in 2013. And, and like, you know, a little bit like you, uh, you know, I, I was in a college athletic uh, communications for five years before uh, kind of taking that risk and, and jumping over into, into marketing. So uh, hearing nice. you say that uh, there is, there's a lot of uh, similarity to, to some of the thought processes that, that went on with me in the last year and a half. So Oh yeah. I mean, don't you think it started with Craig? Like he used to push us 100%. And, and you know, oh when I, 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 never I tell this story a lot, places. when I came on my, <laughs> my visit, uh, fall of 2008, um, much like what you said, that was what set me apart with Loris than anywhere else is that, you know, I wasn't going to be waiting, uh, even a year, yeah. uh, to, to begin getting yeah. involved in, and, uh, it's you know, best. Craig, you know, at times maybe he can, can have a little bit of that tough love, but he, uh, he 100% <laughs> is going to put you in a position. And I think it, it's, it's something that needs to happen more uh, in this world is that, you know, and I think a big part of that is, is people are, are too afraid to fail is that sometimes you just have to get in there and yeah. sometimes, you know, you might, you might swallow a little bit of water. Um, 
and you yep. might, your head might go underwater a little bit, but uh, you're going to learn how to tread water and, and, and then eventually get yourself, uh, you know, to the point where you can swim across that channel, hypothetically speaking. <laughs> so yeah, that's no, been so I agree. important for I... me in my development, uh, you know, both here at Loris and, and, and post Loris, um, you know, as I've now moved into, you know, supporting the college and what we're trying to do moving forward. But 100%, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. I, I attribute a lot of that back to, to Craig and, and, uh, you know, his leadership as a, as a professor. And, and, you know, I think yeah. he, he's so much more than just a, a professor um, and, and consider For him sure. a, a close colleague as well. It's very interesting. I'm sitting in my home <laughs> office right now, and I have a uh, picture of the LCTV crew from 1997, and we're on Craig's deck wow. and a group picture. You know, that, like Dr. Cole's in it too. <laughs> and I think that I like having that up because it just reminds me that, like, I had spark back then. I still have it. I have a good, I'm wearing a Laura sweatshirt oh, too. I love oh, it. Crazy. Um, and it just, uh, I remember, I don't know if you want to put this in, but I, 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 a lot of times me and a couple of others, we would just go to the nut and just sit with Craig and Dr. Cole and just have a beer and talk about what's next. And the thing that I think is amazing is I came from a community, love my community, but very, um, why, why don't you come back and work mm -hmm. here? Like lots of people go back and stay. And so coming to Loris, those two are really good at opening up the world, putting no boundaries on where you want to go and what you want to do. Um, yeah, if we want to stay in Iowa, fabulous. If you don't, there's so much opportunity everywhere. It was really about like, what do you want to do? Not what your mm -hmm. community wants you to do or your parents or whatever. And I think I just really needed that. And it, I mean, look at me, I'm in mm -hmm. Seattle now. And I think part of it is because I just had no boundaries and thought I would just take a risk. That's awesome. I mean, obviously, you know, staying in Iowa, obviously people want people, people want people to stay in Iowa, but, but, but I love it's Iowa. a big world. It's a great big world. And, and, and life, I can always, exactly. Life is short. And so that's why you have to take those risks now and keep that spark, Jen. So I hope you never lose that spark because, um, uh, sounds like you're definitely, you always go after whatever you want and what that gut is, what your gut is telling you to do, what, what's going to be your next thing. And, and I think that is wonderful for, for everyone to hear just exactly what we are talking about with complacency. And you said, Craig would hate complacency and he pushed you. Oh, so, yeah. uh, so would you say, I always like to ask people too, uh, um, who their Loris person is, was, was Craig that Loris person for you? Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, him and Dr. Cole, but Dr. Cole came like, I think when I was a sophomore or junior, Craig was there the whole time. And he was, gosh, I'm dating mm. myself, but he was pretty young then. Mm. <laughs> Not that he's old now, but um, we were closer in age, mm. right? And so he was so easy to uh, relate to. I think he had graduated in like mm -hmm. 90. So I graduated in 97. Um, so it just made us so comfortable with him. And he was so, um, he was just, the energy like would just pulsate out of him, mm -hmm. right? And so you could just feel it and you got swept up in it, right? And anything we wanted to try, he would just try. I remember for um, our senior project in EFP, gosh, I bet you don't do EFP anymore, <laughs> but um, was me and another girl wanted to do a documentary about the first year that women were let. Uh, were allowed to come to Loris. And 
that could be a controversial mm -hmm. topic, you know? And he was like, heck yeah, great. Here's some people who were here then go talk to that. Like he really embraced our idea that was a little controversial at the time, not controversial, but people were like, oh, who cares? Whereas we thought, well, actually we care because that's what paved the way for us exactly. to be here, right? Um, and he did that. I remember that distinctly where we felt like, oh, we can do this now because he was so energetic about it. Yeah, that's awesome. It helps you, helped you push those boundaries and mm -hmm. gave you some life lessons that where you're pushing those boundaries today even. And you're probably pushing your staff or your, your previous staff that you had, uh, probably yeah. making sure that they're pushing those boundaries too. For sure. The thing that, I mean, this might be a little cheesy, but I kind of believe it. Everything that I sort of learned there, there's a through line to my daughter now. She's mm -hmm. 10. And the things that I tell her, I, I can hear people from my Loris experience talking to me. And so I think the thing that people forget is that everything that we learn there, we're teaching the next generation. And like, it's like, I'm so grateful for the experience I had, because even if she doesn't go there, we live on the mm -hmm. West Coast, she may not, she probably mm -hmm. won't. But she's learning from my experience that I had at Loris. There's, it's all connected. Um, and I'm so proud of that. I was just reading the Loris College magazine last <laughs> night. You know, I'm still so connected to that place, even though I haven't been there um, in almost 10 years, but I still feel very connected to it. Well, we love to hear that, but Jen, 10 years is way too long. You've got to get back to campus. I know, I'm going to come to my 20. It's funny, I was in Chicago with my, a lot of my college girlfriends live there and um we were all talking about coming back for our 25th which is in two years there you go put it on your calendar because i guarantee it's on ours already <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure it is <laughs> you know jen i did have one question for you you know in, in your in your you know work career i i can imagine you've you've interacted with hundreds and, and, and thousands of of individuals um Mm -hmm. you know, all from different walks of, of education, uh, different upbringings, et cetera. Um, have you noticed, you know, when, when maybe after a meeting with, with some individuals and, and you're on that drive back to your office, your, your drive home from work that day, mm -hmm. have you noticed anything with yourself and, and how maybe your Loris education and your experiences um, have set you apart from, from other individuals? Uh, yeah, that's an interesting way to ask. I never thought of it that way, but yes, I do. Um, you know, Loris College classes, at least in media studies, pretty small, right? And so um, there's no place to hide. Um, when you're in there and you're collaborating and you're showcasing your work, it can be a class of 20 or less people. And so you have to really show who you are and you don't have a choice. And so I've never been afraid to participate in meetings or collaborations, or I really learned to have a point of view. And there's a lot of people who keep their mouth shut and kind of like sit back. And um, I believe that the small class size helped me gain that. I really do, because you just don't have a choice. And also when you're in television, when you're producing those TV shows at LCTV, you have to collaborate and you have to listen to each other. And now in the corporate environment, we call that active listening. But I think my broadcast experience really helps me now to really listen to what others in the room are saying 
and to make sure that everyone is being heard because there's introverts, there's extroverts, and there's people usually all over the world on VC, right? And you have to include all of those people or else what you're doing is not going to work. And I think that collaboration and that active listening I learned through LCTV has really helped me. It was good. I noticed that some people who um, went to larger universities, it's either two things. Either they talk over everyone or they don't say anything because they're just taking it all in. And I, I feel very um, proud that um, I'm not scared to show my, uh, and to say my point of view. I think that's important. It's helped me anyway. Absolutely. And, and, and it's awesome to, to be able to hear you uh, explain that in the way that you did, uh, you know, because I think that's one of the things we we believe at Loris is, is a true difference maker. But to, to hear it from someone, you know, you know, two time zones away from us, uh, and, and, you know, who's had a, a lifelong, uh, you know, set of experiences to be able to hear you say that uh, really reaffirms what we're trying to do here. Yeah, I mean, every individual is different. But for me, um, Loris was the perfect little ship that um, set sail for me, um, that worked for me. Um, so I'm, I'm really grateful for my time there. Well, wonderful. Well, well, Jen, we are so grateful that you were able to, to join us today and share a little bit of uh, insight uh, and, and, sh- and show our listeners uh, just a little bit about uh, who you are and how you got to where you are. So we're, we're very grateful for you and grateful for, for everything that you do for Loris and the Women's Leadership Alliance. Um, so thank you so much. Thanks for having Absolutely. me. And, and uh, just a side note for the listeners, if, uh, if you are interested in supporting the Loris Women's Leadership Alliance Scholarship uh, to support our female students here at Loris, uh, please do visit uh, alumni.loris.edu forward slash giving. And in the designation box, you can type in Women's Leadership Alliance Scholarship. Or if you prefer to have someone else uh, assist you, feel free to give me a call, Kayla Schneider again, um, and we would uh, be happy to help you. Thanks for listening.